recording without singing. All right. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Coffee Talk, which is the monthly break from murder and mayhem that is found on Crescent City Crime. I'm Tracy. And I'm Brian. And today we're going to talk about a few that I watched with great interest as it was unfolding in real time amongst the pages of the Times-Picayune newspaper. To me, it's always fun to watch rich people fight with each other. Do you agree, Brian? Yeah, it's hilarious. It makes for great uh, great public theater. It, yeah, it does. So today, uh, I'm pretty sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you know who Anne Rice is, but you might not know who Al Copeland is. If you are a person in America, you might have eaten at Popeye's Chicken, and Al Copeland was the founder of Popeye's Chicken, which used to just be exclusively in New Orleans, and that was not the only restaurant he had. Well, yeah, he also uh, he also uh, founded uh, Copeland's. Which is a good place. Which is still, um, you know, Copeland's. Uh, at least three locations of Copeland's are still open. Uh, you know, it's a it's a true New Orleans restaurant. Um, and he also had uh, Copeland's Cheesecake Bistro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he also had that terrible monstrosity of a restaurant, which is going to be a part of this episode. You remember Straya? Oh yeah, yes. I, I yeah, I remember I remember Straya. Uh I'd like I, I thank you very much. I forgot all about Straya and you know uh I'm I'm going to say, you know, to try to forget Straya again, I'm gonna say how much I miss the old super Popeyes uh yeah. locations which offered uh, a buffet. Yeah, among among other things and fajitas and, and alcoholic beverages and they had fajitas there? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, I just remember the buffet. I don't remember the fajitas or the alcoholic drinks, but I was pretty young when that part of it was going on. So, because um, Popeyes had already expanded by the time Super Popeyes came along, Popeyes had already expanded beyond Louisiana. Uh, but Super Popeyes was uniquely, uh, uniquely New Orleans. Ah. It offered a, bu- a bunch of items that just weren't uh, available at a regular Popeye's and it was also a better dining atmosphere. And, you know, you were served on plates. You were served on plates and not cardboard or plastic wrappers. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was more of a casual dining atmosphere Hmm. that was quite affordable because the prices were on, on the menu items that were shared by Popeye's, the prices were exactly the same. Huh. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad that you remembered all that about the Super Popeyes because I had no idea. So, uh, let's. But I do want to give a little bit of background on Anne Rice. Uh, of course, she's the famous author who created Lestat the Vampire, and for many years she was a prominent citizen of New Orleans. She lived in a Garden District mansion, which was called Saint Elizabeth, and it was on Saint Charles Street. And I did not look up the cross street. Sorry, but it. It was, I mean, the house is still there. It was sold a few years ago, and she used to open up her house for a vampire ball every year. 
she was also responsible for restoring several historic properties in the city. So she really did love New Orleans. And she's probably, if would you say that she's probably the most recognized modern celebrity name in New Orleans, do you think? Or what? No. <clears throat> I, I, uh, not, not, did, not in the modern era. Um, but she was big in the 90s. During during the nineties, early two thousands as well. Um, I mean, right now, uh, Angelina Jolie uh, is she, is more. Uh, does she still have a home out here? I think so. Oh, okay. Well, I know Beyonce has a house out here too. Yeah, so Linda Linda Hamilton. Oh yeah, Linda Hamilton. So yes, we do have a handful of celebrities who. Uh, stay here part time, or maybe they just own some property out here for an investment. Who knows? Like recently, Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, Breaking from Bad. Breaking fan. Bad. Yes, yeah. yes. Because uh, you know, I got to got to meet him. Yeah, you did. On on the set for uh, his his latest TV show, Your uh, Honor, Your Honor, which is based in New Orleans, filmed in New Orleans, and centers around Brian Cranston as an Orleans Parish criminal court judge. Yeah, it's a really good show. I well, I guess we'll have to look up if there's going to be a second season, but I know that the first season we were watching it through the Showtime uh the Showtime extension on the through Amazon Prime is how we saw it. I do recommend it. It, it is a good show. Brian was what would you say like a crime scene looky loo is that what it was called? Uh, yeah, it was featured as a crime scene looky loo in the 7th episode. Um, what it constituted was I aimed my cell phone at uh, the one of the judges on the show gets 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 set up and arrested for DUI to to get her in trouble so she can be excused from a case. And uh, I'm the guy who photo who uh, who films it. Yeah. Uh, in the seventh episode, and my green Kia Soul is in front of the judge's jag, uh, Jaguar, and the following episode the the footage goes viral. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So Brian Cranston also has a house out here. So yeah, we do have that. That's interesting though. They probably all live in the garden district. Yes. Understandably. So the garden district is a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere, beautiful neighborhood, uh, wonderful places to eat. Um, uh, you know the atmosphere of the Garden District is so wonderful that that's that's the number one reason why uh, people from all over the country uh, send their uh, send their kids. Well, we're talking well-to-do, affluent families, to uh, to Tulane University, Loyola, right. Loyola University, because the environment that Tulane and Loyola is in uptown is uh, is a really is a really rich and cultured environment for college students that's uh, it's, it's incredible yes yeah maybe one day when we get the money we could buy a house out there <laughs> <laughs> but we can afford to eat out there that's i mean a lot of the good restaurants there and just about anyone can afford to, to to eat at those restaurants that's true however we do need to get back to our topic today <laughs> <laughs> although we we <clears throat> We'll likely do in the future a coffee talk episode about restaurants that we like. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No shortage of those uh, 
restaurants you like in New Orleans. <laughs> so in 1996, Al Copeland opened up an Art Deco-style restaurant, which was named Straya. It was built upon a lot on a St. It was built upon a lot on St. Charles Avenue. And Anne Rice took offense to this because not only was that particular site a source of inspiration for her writing, she cared about the look and feel of the historical architecture in the city. Straya was a truly hideous building. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, the, the, oh God, the paint job. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> that building was, 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 was awful. It was art deco style. And for you younger listeners for a time in the nineties, art deco was, it made us a comeback and everybody suffered for it. Yes. Including St. Charles Avenue. Yeah. And this building looked like it really should have been in Florida, you know, on the beach, Miami. Yeah. Like a Miami. Yeah style place and it was just ugly it had a horrible paint job it was like bright loud colors it had neon lights on it was just did not fit in with the aesthetic of the St. Charles neighborhood at all so during the 1997 Mardi Gras weekend Ann Rice and Al Copeland publicly exchanged verbal blows via the Times-Picayune newspaper Anne Rice struck first in a full-page newspaper advertisement in New Orleans Times-Picayune on the Friday before Fat Tuesday. She drafted a letter titled A Special Message, and it read, I wish you a warm welcome for this carnival season and ask that you let me express my personal humiliation, regret, and sorrow as private citizen Anne Rice for the absolutely hideous Strayas restaurant, which has opened its doors. This monstrosity in no way represents the ambiance, the romance, or the charm that we seek to offer you and to strive to maintain in our city. Flop houses have more dignity than Straya. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Brian, to take out a full-page ad was a lot of money. Oh, yes, yes. So mm -hmm. just keep that in mind. They're spending a lot of money to do this. And this letter pissed off Al Copeland so much that he countered with a four-page civil lawsuit. He also took out a two-page newspaper advertisement showing photos of the restaurant. <laughs> and he said that he planned to add a little extra garlic in the food at Straya, keep a crucifix under his pillow, and carry a wooden stake for good luck. Copeland also claimed that he wouldn't recognize Ann Rice if she were one of the waitresses in his restaurant. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> so Copeland also said that he had Lestat's and that he was going to keep him. And Ann Rice took out another ad to hit back at Copeland. In order to make it clear that Lestat was not imprisoned or kept by Copeland, she wrote the letter in Lestat's voice. Mr. Copeland, nothing short of your indescribable restaurant could shock me out of my torpor and coma. I am now myself again. It is nothing short of a stroke of genius on your part to create a restaurant that will be immortalized in history, legend, and literature. In the end, the court sided with Anne Rice, so she was not sued over the matter. And Al Copeland invited her to go and eat at the restaurant, which she did decline. 
And today, Strea is no longer. In 2019, Al Copeland Jr. opened a new restaurant in this in this in the space. I'm sorry. Today, Strea is no longer. In 2019, Al Copeland Jr.'s Al Copeland's son opened a new restaurant in on that site, and it's called No Lay, and it blends New Orleans cooking with Mexican cuisine. And outside the restaurant's entrance is a bookshelf with titles by New Orleans authors, including Anne Rice. At some point, Anne Rice traded New Orleans for Los Angeles, where she was living until her recent death in uh, 2021. And she lived there with her son, Christopher Rice, who was also an author. And not only, so, so that pretty much ends it, but Al Copeland did die in 2007 while he was in Germany seeking treatment for a rare form of cancer. I do remember when he died. That was yeah, pretty sad. <laughs> but um, we, uh, we didn't even talk about exactly, uh, you know, what attachment Anne Rice had to that property that had become oh, Freya's. That's right. She So in Anne Rice's mind, this was the place where Lestat was given birth to. She said this is what inspired her to create that character. And the, the location was essentially a, uh, it had been vacant. Yeah, it was a quite, vacant lot for, for a quite long some time. time uh, during the, it was a what a, a Mercedes Benz dealership. I think so. A I long time yeah. ago, like um, we're talking World War Two era. It was a Mercedes Benz dealership. Wow. Okay. No, I didn't know it was World War Two era. Or just just after just after sometime in the forties. Huh. Okay. But yeah, that's why she was so upset. I did forget to mention that. And Brian, you at some point when the movie Interview with the Vampire was filmed down here, you worked on the movie set. Yeah, I worked security. Uh, the part of the movie that was filmed in the uh, city park area, the, the part that was the that was the swamp that was in that was filmed in City Park. Right, right. And did you see any of the actors? No. Oh. Yeah, that was when Brad Pitt was I mean, just at his physical peak. And I really, I don't care what people say. I really love that movie, no matter how cheesy it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I what I was mainly doing was keeping people, I uh, was on the outer perimeter. You were trying to keep people from attacking Tom Cruise? Yeah, I was trying to keep people from, I was the first line of defense uh, in, in my area. And, um. I turn. I must. I probably turned away at least ten people. Uh, one of them was a a girl who kept trying to persuade me to let her pass because she wanted to uh, try to meet Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, oh, the 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 young people. They're they're very bold and and rather foolish in the things that they offer to that they offer. For you to let them pass. Well, okay, we're we're gonna keep this family friendly, and, but we'll, uh, we will use our imaginations. Yes. Um. But don't don't do that. Don't offer people things just to go meet somebody. It's it's really not worth it. And you look back about how stupid it was. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can imagine the 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 girl who tried to persuade me to let her pass so she could have a a, a chance to see Tom Cruise. I'm sure she feels she feels foolish about it, and you know, I, I made sure to tell her, uh, you know, I, I can't let you pass for one thing, and the other thing that even if you got past me, there's no guarantee you're going you're going to get any further. That's quite true, quite true. So always think about that. And always remember that it takes a mature adult to turn it down. If somebody doesn't turn you down, there's something wrong. Yeah, especially if uh, if it's if it's a cop or a person in a position of power. Security guard still a position of power. Well, I was a an NLPD reserve officer working security. Oh, okay. Okay. The, the set. <coughs> Well, do you have anything? Where to... you just cut that out? Do you have anything to add before we sign off for tonight? Well, um, the the city of New Orleans is making history again, involving Anne Rice right now because right now, uh, Interview with a Vampire, uh, the TV show, is being filmed. Yeah, is being filmed in New Orleans uh, once, and yes, there's there's going to be filming in the city park again. Wow. The uh it is a Disney production officially. Huh. Um so I don't know if it's going to Disney Plus or Or like one of the or, studios that or, they own. Or right, or one of the studios that they own. Well, it sounds like it might be <coughs> maybe not for kids. Oh, definitely so not for kids. They, I've, I've I've been looking at all I've looked at all the casting calls for it. And <laughs> uh <laughs> uh, oh, there. Yeah, some of the uh, the the names of some of the casting calls are not suitable for the for the airwaves here for the ears for the ears of children, right? Um, and they seem to be right now that they're looking for people who have uh, uh Victorian era style mustaches, huh? Uh, long long hair. Well, maybe we could put a wig on you, get you a fake mustache, and, and you could send a picture. Maybe, maybe they'll pick you for it. <laughs> oh, and, and if yeah, you, I haven't, I haven't had any luck with any of the casting calls for for Interview with Vampire. Yeah, I don't think we really explained though that that you regularly do extra work now. Yeah, yeah, and fe and featured extra work. Yeah, stand in stuff. Yes, Brian is. Well, maybe one day you'll be as as known as Brad Pivots. <laughs> Maybe twenty years from now, somebody will make a podcast about you. Ooh. Oh, yes. Maybe I'll be one of those actors who starts off late in life. Maybe there, there's a handful of those. Yes. So, hope springs eternal, eh? Yep. All right. Okay. Well, dear listeners, we will see. Well, we won't see you, but we will talk to you again soon. Of course, we are going to resume our episodes of Crescent City Crime in one week, where we will discuss the murder of Robert. Rob. Mm. We will discuss the murder of Robert Irwin. Couldn't get that out. And also, in next week's episode, just a little bit of an Easter egg for y'all, is this is going to involve a place that I used to work at. Oh, the yeah. hotel? 
Yes, but we're not going to say the name of the hotel. I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm not putting my old workplace on blast or anything. <laughs> All right. Okay. Goodbye, dear listeners. Talk to you again soon. Good night. And remember, uh, when it comes to television and movies, uh, anything for a good scene. Be flexible, folks. Those of you who aspire to do television and movies, and for your safety, if it's dark and it's dangerous. Don't be there in the first place. That's exactly what Mr. Miyagi said. No be there. (laughs) All right. All right. Good night. Good night.